Welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and we are on location in Edmonton, Alberta. And this is a special show today because today we're going to learn all about our team, the See Here Love team, Joanna, Brooke, and Cheryl. And ladies, I'm excited to have you here. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited. This is great. And because you know what? A lot of our viewers and listeners are always wondering and asking, who are these women? on the couch, you know, speaking or even like leading worship and, you know, doing all kinds of things, you know, doing a podcast. And I'm like, our viewers need to know about you. Mm -hmm. So the best way to do this is we're going to start off with five questions in five or so seconds. <laughs> Are you ready? And all now right. you don't know these questions, right? Yeah. So this is going to be off the top of your head. Here we go. Are you a morning, noon, night or after 1 a.m. person? Night. Night. After 1 a.m., honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lasagna, fried chicken, pad thai or sushi? Sushi. Oh, pad thai. Sushi. Okay. Favorite emoji? The little, the girl with the, with the blonde girl with the arm out. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The little, um, 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 the kissy face. Kissy face. The 100 sign. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Favorite word or saying? Cool. I don't know. Word or saying? I feel like I say a thing a lot, too, and I can't think of it. Um, I don't Cheryl? Know. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that Pass. so hard? Cheryl? Absolutely. Absolutely? Okay. Anything? Word? 100%. Okay. You do say that a lot. You do say that. That's a good one. Yeah, true. Most influential person that has impacted your life, living or dead? My mom. <laughs> oh, great. Darlene Check. Okay. Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Good one. So it's a little tease into what we're going to get into in the in the rest of the show about you. Now, as we've been talking and been on the show and sharing about our lives, I think a really almost basic question, but one that I'd like to kind of dig a little deeper into is why do you follow Jesus? We say we're Christian, Christ followers, Jesus followers. But what would you say is the why? Why behind following him? It's such a big question mm -hmm. because uh, it's so complex. It's part of every part of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've known Jesus since I was very young. And so I, it's more that I don't know life without him more very well. I don't very well know life without Jesus. But I, the song that comes to mind for me is always like he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. The relationship I have with him is very real. Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus for me enters into, answers intellectual questions like Christianity makes sense intellectually for me. Um, but it also makes sense experientially. Like I know him and he talks to me and like he's the person I spend the most time with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think a song that I wrote once that said, uh, the hope for me, the one I need, Jesus Christ. And I just think like he is um, in my every single day. He is just the hope that I need. And I actually just had a conversation with um, a fellow uh, a, couple, a couple weeks ago actually about this. and. He, uh, He's not someone who serves the Lord or knows much about Christianity. And I asked him, I said, like, how do you get up in the day after something tra tragic has happened to you? And something tragic did happen to him. And he said, I don't know. Like, I just get up and tell myself, like, I have no other choice. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I was saying, like, wow, like, I mean, I, I get to wake up and lean on Jesus, yeah. right? And I get to like, cause the Bible says he carries our burdens, mm -hmm. um, cast your worries on him. And I like, that's the hope for me every single day. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a really interesting conversation to have with this guy. Mm -hmm. was, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. 
Uh, for me, it was an encounter, an experience that I had. Uh, you know, I, I, Jesus rescued me, and mm -hmm. so uh, he literally changed my life. And so I, I live for him, I serve him because I can see the before and after. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes that's very tangible for people where they can mm -hmm. say, this is literally who I was. I love the woman of Samaria. Just come see a man that showed me all that I am, and that's what brought them. Mm. Um, and then it went from experience to, to heart, to head. Yeah. And I love what Joanna said. And I think that's where it, it lastly sort of cemented for me, it made sense. Mm -hmm. But first I couldn't deny the power. I couldn't deny the love that I had felt. Yeah. yeah. So what I hear is rescuer, yeah. burden carrier, mm -hmm. makes sense, mm -hmm. but I, a personal relationship. Right. And friend, yeah. I would say all. I would say that for me. I mean, I, I knew Jesus very young, and I can't imagine life without him. Now, I left him a couple times. I was not faithful. Let's just say Jesus and I have had a rough, prodigal-type relationship. But he always was there. And I, you know, I, I try to explain that to people who don't understand. I'm like, but he was and is there. You know, and it's something, it's not a crutch. Yeah. It is this constant presence of knowing that I have someone there for me. Yeah, yeah. always there. Like yeah. we can run as far away as we want, but God is always there. Yeah. Hey, I love you. I'm, yeah. Come back, I'm here. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. what hope. Now, as you follow Jesus, mm -hmm. one of the questions that our viewers, uh, actually a few viewers have written to see her love is, that's great and I make a decision to follow Jesus. Woo! Come to Jesus moment. Yeah. But now, how do you do the hard work of maintaining an authentic relationship long, the long game, all the way to the end? And that, ca that has come up because what are the skills? What are the things you do? So I'm asking you, what are the things that you do as women who follow Jesus that help maintain a real and authentic relationship with Jesus? I'm mm -hmm. learning a lot about how much of a beginner I am in this question. Uh, and actually, just this week here at the, at the location we are here in Edmonton, uh, we, we had the opportunity to hang out with Bob Goff a little bit, and he talks about himself as a beginner. He's a beginner in his faith, and I love that, and that's resonating with me because he's a 60-something-year-old guy and calls himself a beginner, <laughs> and I feel that way about myself. I'm, there's a book that I just read this month, which uh, is called Celebration of Dis Disciplines by Richard Foster, Foster. Mm -hmm. and it's a book that everybody awesome. should read. Yeah, uh, or get the, I like the audiobook. <laughs> I'm not a big reader, but I like the audiobook. And, and uh, it's the celebrating of the disciplines because I think spiritual life for a lot of us is the practice every day, mm -hmm. the discipline every day of doing the things that connect us to our, our Father in heaven, mm -hmm. but also yeah. like our truest self. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in other religions, like I think, or other faiths, it's like yoga, with the practice of yoga you have to do every day. But in, in Christianity too, it's a practice that we do every day. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, we're always a beginner. Yeah. So we have to keep learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's a good practice, Joe, that, that you do? What is something that you would say that you, you try to do? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them, I, by nature, am not good at, like, the celebration of discipline doesn't sound fun to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a disciplined kind of person. Um, but for me, like, prayer would be the most central thing for me, how I start my day in prayer. There's some things I pray most mornings of the week as I begin my day. Mm -hmm. um, so one of those is, like, the Lord's Prayer, and I pray for the armor of God. I pray for the fruits of the Spirit, and mm -hmm. I ask God which one of the fruit I need the most that day mm -hmm. um, for whatever I'm about to face. That's, that's an exercise yeah. that I do. That's good. I like that. That's yeah. Great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. The, 
the only way I can describe this is I think about two things. I think about my relationship with my husband mm. and my relationship with the gym. <laughs> yeah. So wait, husband and equally, gym. Equally Did you just say, okay. Jesus, husband, and gym. Yeah, Jesus, husband, gym. If you put like the, the vector the, right again, Jesus, husband, gym. Okay. Right, and it's like, I don't go to the gym like I want to, but I want to. I always say, like, I, at least four times a week, I, I put my clothes on and I'm like, going to the gym, and then, and then I don't go. In your heart. In and how heart. many people are saying, yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah. And, and like, so I don't go, and, and yeah, I don't so see the good. results of that right. because I don't do the work. I don't put in the discipline yeah. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. same way yeah. that, you know, my relationship with my husband doesn't uh, become strong and flourish if I don't pursue him and put in the work. Yeah, My relationship with Jesus is not gonna flourish and grow if I don't put in the work. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's what comes to mind for me. Um, and I, I love that you start with the prayer and asking God for what fruit you need that day. That's amazing. I might, yeah. I might start that myself. It's from, <laughs> it's from Pastor John Thompson. Oh, great, oh, great, uh, great. I love that yeah. guy. I know. I think that that's, that's really powerful, actually. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I love to dive into a devotional every day because then it, I just feel really encouraged yeah. and I feel closer to God yeah. when I'm in His Word. Whether it's um, like just one verse that has resonated with me that day, Good. Yeah. it's just something I'll cling to. I like that. that moment, yeah. yeah, I love awesome. it. For me, it's a, it's a constant laying down of self. Um, for me to live an authentic life and have this wonderful, rich life, I need to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Cheryl's gotta be gone. Because uh, every time Cheryl gets in the picture, she messes a whole lot of stuff up. <laughs> and, uh, and I've realized that my insecurity and my pride and my ego and my drive and my, all my minds, those are all self things. Mm -hmm. So if I could l put that down and focus on spirit, first yeah. and, and just lean on God. Uh, the whole relationship changes. I don't become the driver, I step out of the way. Mm -hmm. I don't become the author of my story. I put my pen mm -hmm. down and I ask God to do it. And, and when that happens, um, I become the child led as opposed to trying to be a leader and be whatever the titles are. And yeah. I, I just wanna be, I wanna forever be a child and always be a beginner. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. So what I'm hearing back is there's discipline and work in a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. We need to get out of the way. We need to work. We got to put on the clothes and actually go to the gym. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also, and I like how and with it's Rich in your own building. <laughs> <laughs> you are outing her completely. I know. I'm like, you just outed her. Um, and then I love it, Joanna, because Celebration of Disciplines by Richard Foster is one of my favorite books. And it, it's really important because we don't think a lot of times we go, we come to Jesus and then we don't do anything. We've made the decision and life is great. No, there's actually work to be done. Just like in any relationship, we need to work at that in our relationship with Jesus. And I love the prayer, there's devotion, there's meditation, there's speaking aloud truths, there's breathing, there's silence, there's so many good things and that's a good resource for us. And I even think back to why Jesus, like we can't do anything on our own strength. I've well, tried, that's it there, yeah. right? right it's like, yeah, what are we without him? Like, yeah, I, I it's don't. the laying down himself. It's yeah. the surrendering. Yeah. Like, just hands up, yeah. right? Lead mm -hmm. me. Next question. I was at a dinner party with my girlfriends, and we were talking about life and the busyness of life, our careers, success, kids, husbands, Jesus, everything. And the question came up, can we, or even should we, do it all? as women. And I was like, well, that's a big question over a dinner party. <laughs> but it's been, I've been thinking a lot about and praying into it and asking quite a few women, what is the answer? Mm -hmm. So I'm giving it to you mm -hmm. in that how do we, or how do you 
prioritize your life. How do you and do you do it all? And if you do, do you do it well? And be honest with me. And, and, and because I think a lot of our viewers and listeners and my girlfriends who will watch the show want to learn from you some insight. What would you say? Well, if I can be really like 100% honest, blunt here, the problem with me is that I can do it all, and that's a problem. Um, there are people that are able to be gifted in multiple things, mm -hmm. and you can throw them anywhere and, and they'll land on their feet and do a good job. Because I'm gifted in multi sort of areas mm -hmm. does not mean I'm called to all of them. And I had to learn mm -hmm. that, and that was it's tough great. for me. It yeah. was really tough for me because I would knock it out of the park out of this sort of just natural sort of yeah. ability, doesn't mean I'm called to it. And so what mm. I want, so that my question is, can we do it all? What is the all? Mm. What is the all first? Because all is relative, right? Mm -hmm. My all is very different than Joanna's all and it, like the capacity and all of that, like it's just different. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that in my, with the things that God has called me to do, that's my all, I will do that well. My version of all, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So, so just to circle back, I had to lay down some things that I absolutely love to do, but it's not the season that God's placed me in right now. And I bet you when you were trying to do all, then there was some lacking in other important areas of your life. Absolutely. And, and you see, the, the result of like moving of self is like burnout and like mm -hmm. uh, stretching, being over, you know, like just dr totally melting down yeah. um, and, and being sort of good, okay in several areas. Yeah. I don't want, um, I don't want reach, I want impact. Yeah. It's a very different thing. Yeah. I want to be impactful. I want what God has given inside of me to be felt and experienced. Yeah, uh, and I don't need to be everywhere. Yeah. That's just my thing. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Yeah, I don't think that God's created us to be everywhere. Exactly. You know, um, that's his job. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that exactly. Covered. He's got it covered. Yeah. 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 Right, what about you? Well, I think of like when you when you said that question, the word burnout came to me, and I think that we live in this culture that actually is like go 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 more 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 more, and that just creates burnout in our lives. And when we're burnt out, we're not really any use to mm -hmm. anyone. You yeah. know, um, I think like for my life in general, like we live a very busy life. It's 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 pretty go, go, go. And I'm still learning um, in this whole touring, uh, you know, life mm -hmm. that we all work better when we're rested. Yes. We do our best work when we're rested. So trying to work from a place of rest, mm -hmm. even though life can be really busy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, I, I'm still learning the whole balance thing. I, yeah. man, I don't, yeah, I'm still learning that. And I'm trying to find people in my life that have gone before me mm -hmm. uh, in maybe my same career and have done it well yeah. and didn't That's face good. burnout. But it's trial and error, yeah. isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. it is, it is. Like, I remember back in November feeling like, I said to my husband, like, are we burnt? 
worked out? Is this what this feels like? And he's like, no, Brooke, like, mm -hmm. it, it's much worse. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not there it's yet. Much, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, we're not there, so that's great. So and, let's, let's rest. Yeah, and I think it's good to be reminded that burnout isn't, you know, next to godliness or that you're doing yeah, a great job. It's not a badge. Yeah, burnout isn't a badge. And we sometimes say, like, if we push hard and then we just completely crash, then it means we're working really hard and, wow, look at us. Yeah. But it's actually not. It's actually quite unhealthy, and that's not what that's it's right. meant to do. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. good. Joe? Yeah. Uh, I get asked this question a lot. I'm single, and so I have some time that other people don't have. When, like, the question of can we do it all is often asked of women who are married with children who want careers. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not in that position. I have, I don't do it all. I do not have children. So when people see, uh, when people see some of the things that I do with my life and, and how busy I am, I think that they forget that like there are just these other parts of my life that I just don't have. Yeah. And so I don't get to do it all either. But like someone will maybe see something that I'm doing like, oh, you went on a vacation to Hawaii. That's so nice. I wish I could go. I'm like, you have a family. How <laughs> yeah. nice for you. Yeah. Like, and so yeah. I love my life and I'm very happy and grateful mm -hmm. for what I have. But it's not all. It's, yeah. it's as a single person, I want to use my, my time really well. And yeah. I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve the church. I have more time. Yeah. Um, I have, sorry, I have the same amount of time, but I have more choice over how I spend my time compared yeah. to women yeah. who are moms yeah. and, and, and married. Yeah. And uh, so I'm really grateful for that, but I can't do it all. Yeah. If, I, if I had a husband or children, I would not yeah. do a lot of the things that I now yeah. do. What I'm hearing, wow, there's a lot. So we're like, burnout is not a badge. We do what we're called to do. We don't do it all. I think that's the thing. I think we've, culture said, do it yeah. all. And because you do something well does not mean. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. And I think that's, that's a good reminder. We just have a few minutes, but just really quickly, um, everybody loves to ask, what's your favorite Bible verse? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people like to take those and then kind of think about them and meditate on them and it from you. So what would you say your favorite Bible verse is, Cheryl? Uh, I, it, it came to me the day that I got saved you know, on a Sunday night service in a gym. Uh, for I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. And that has literally been my life. Um, and I, I say that to someone to encourage them that whatever they're going through, whatever that situation is, know that God is greater than that situation. He's bigger than that problem. And not only that, but you are called for more. Mm. There's, there's something beautiful that will be birthed out of it that will come from that. Um, and the glory that God has in store for you mm. as you're going through this journey, you're just, you know, the Bible says we go from glory to glory, glory yeah. and from strength Amazing. to strength, so. Yeah. Brooke, your favorite verse. Yeah, my, my favorite verse actually changes from season to season. Mm -hmm. um, and right now, one that resonates with me so much is out of James, and it just says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And I feel like in this specific season in my life, I need, I need Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I just need Him in my life, and I need Him in a very deep and intimate way. And I be, I'm being challenged to spend as much time with Him as possible, and any mm -hmm. quiet time I can, it's with Jesus. So that's... Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Beautiful. Yeah. Joanna? So many, but I'll choose Ephesians 3. Uh, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of mm. God. Mm. And yeah, that's this like, I feel like it's a, it's a pool, it's an ocean, and I'm just like exploring further every year into the depths and the heights of it. Amazing. Thank you so 
much. So inspiring. Well, now let's go to other voices across Canada as we learn about the importance of listening to story. But before that, we're going to go to Lisa Pack, our co-host in studio, as she shares her favorite Bible verse, and we get to know her as she answers those five questions. We'll be right back. Well, we've left Edmonton, Alberta. Now we're in our studio, and I'm interviewing Lisa Pack, co-host. This is so fun. It's just you and you and I me. I know. I know. Okay. So, okay. like I did with the other girls there, we're going to get to know you. Mm-hmm in five seconds, because I'm gonna give you five questions and you have to answer in five seconds really quickly. Are you ready? Thinking cap is on, okay. okay. <clears throat> All Are right, these Lisa. hard questions? No, they're not, okay, they're not. Okay, okay, ready? Okay. Are you a morning, noon, night, or after 1 a.m. person? Morning. Lasagna, fried chicken, pad thai, or sushi? All of the above. Oh, one, one, one. Um, lasagna. Lasagna, oh. I love carbs. Okay, favorite emoji? Um, anything, dog, dog emoji, I love dog dogs. Dog emojis, okay. Yeah. Favorite word or saying? Favorite word or saying? God is good. God is good. Yeah, that's a good saying. Yeah, you do. Actually, you do. I've heard you say that over the show. Okay. Most influential person that has impacted your life, living or dead? I was going to say my mom, which is true. But if you wanted somebody outside the family, Reverend um, Young Joha from Korea, when he took me out of seminary and he threw me into a mega church and really just inspired me. Awesome. You did really well. Okay. I think you were a little nervous before. I know, I'm like, okay, like, I need a prize. Okay, yeah, no. I need a prize. Those are excellent. So that was five questions in okay. five seconds with Lisa Pack. That was good. I love that. Now, favorite verse and why? Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Mm. Uh, because in my journey in life, and I actually have a necklace with that. I made it and it has that verse engraved at the back because it's like, this is who God is. And as I get to know him more in my life journey, it's like this great mic drop. What are you worried about? Be still, know I'm mm. God. What are you so ambitious about? Be still, know I'm God. And so it's like when God says that to me now, I back away, I'm like, hands done. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> How do you become still? Like I, high extrovert for me, Myers-Briggs, EFNP, mm-hmm. on all the other things. I'm a wooer and Enneagram. They say I'm a seven for all that language and stuff. But I'm like, it's hard oh for me goodness. to be still. There are moments in my life where it was literally like a spiritual body slam. Stop it. You need to be still. And he kind of touches you in the way that he touched Jacob's um, tendon, where it's like you can't wrestle anymore, but he clung, mm. clings on. So it's like these moments in my life where he forces you to be still. And now I know when it's coming. So it's a discipline mentally and spiritually uh, okay. to draw back from God. Okay, I'm not touching that holy altar. I'm going to get burned. I'm going to let him be who he is Okay. and just yield. And does to that him. mean then like going, taking walks in nature, just being quiet in your home? Mm. Or what are those sort of it's like internal. It's internal. Okay. So even if I'm driving on a, a crazy highway or e- a peaceful walk in nature, it's more internal for me. Okay. Yeah. That's good. It's the space really good. It's the space. So yeah. it's in, within your head and just giving peace in, yeah. in here. I like lots of conversations in my brain and then it just... Do you have a special place that you go? Like, you know, sometimes in the house, some people have their chair, they have, you know, by this mm. window or... I see, it's anywhere alone. Okay. Anywhere, even in my offices, anywhere alone. If I have my own space, I can make it, God's presence makes it his own, so. Okay, well I asked the girls, I asked Cheryl, Brooke and Lisa this question. Brooke and Joanne. Brooke and Joanne, I said Lisa, yeah, Yeah. Brooke and Joanne. Why do you follow Jesus and how do you maintain an authentic relationship with him? Um, There's a hymn in the last line of the third verse of that hymn, it's the wondrous cross, love so amazing, so divine, demands my life, my soul, my life, my all. Mm. That's it. Like this is what I live, breathe and die. Nothing has come close in terms of even my ambitions. That ambition had to be understood in the greater context of God's will and not my own. But it has always been live, breathe, die, God, his kingdom. 
Um, hmm. How do you get that way? I mean, it, you're very inspiring because a lot of people would not have what you have, mm -hmm. that commitment and conviction in that way. I think it's partly my personality. Like I'm the kid that did all the homework and extra work. I'm the kid that, I'm, I was a student that could You're sit the there. kid, okay. Yeah. I could sit there and pump out my final paper in one sitting. Like I'm very focused and wow. driven that way. Um, you're the kid who I wanted in group work. <laughs> yeah, I was I in science. Yeah. I'm like, if you're oh, not gonna do it. Do you know how to yeah. do this? And then basically you would if do it. If you're not gonna do it, for my sake, I'm gonna do it for you and just get out of the way right. kind of thing. So you would do it and then I would, I would, I would yeah. present it to the class. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, and so it's kind of funny because that is the way that God created me, and he disciplined that as well. And I had a professor tell me one day, you need to temper the zeal of the prophet with the wisdom of the sage. And that sunk in so deeply. Mm. And literally nothing comes close. You just asked me about my um, singleness. Like, it's not that I haven't thought about it. It's that whenever I do, nothing comes close. And this is who, this drives me till... Like, this is what I think about. This is what I orchestrate my life around. My parents are very supportive of this. There's a line in my favorite movie, Gladiator, that says, what we do in life echoes in eternity. Like, that's the, it's, that's, that drives me every single day, every morning, every night. Everything I do, it's just, this is it. It could be my last moment, but what I do is important because it's in God's hands. You know, it makes a lot of sense, Lisa, that you're an ordained minister and you work with youth. Because mm -hmm. I think that kind of love and commitment to Jesus is something that we need with our youth and in our churches to say, this is serious. Oh, like when you make serious. a decision to follow Jesus, this isn't just like a light little thing. Mm -hmm. This is actually all your life, all in 100%. Yep. And I'm so encouraged by you. Thank so, you. Thank you. And thank you for being such an amazing co-host and bringing the word of God um, um, alive in our shows. I love so being you. a part of all this. I really, yeah. really do. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. Well, now let's go to Canadian Voices and listen to them as they talk about courage and faith. What is the benefit of that kind of accountability and commitment to one another to foster and grow a true sense of community? Okay, so I think that we live in a world where people leave easily. They leave situations that they're uncomfortable in. They're, you know, they're a part of a group all of a sudden. I, I'm not feeling this. I'm going to go find my space somewhere else. And here, you, you can't leave. <laughs> You're stuck. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the brilliant parts of that is you walk through it mm -hmm. to the other side. And I think that authentic community can only happen when you walk through the mm. uncomfortableness, the extreme pain of community. And I'm not sure it's possible to have authentic community without gaining the tools to stay. Well, I find it really unfortunate that a lot of people, you're right, a lot of people across the world don't know what that kind of intimate community is like. And I, I feel for them because it's so important to be able to be in a space where you feel like you could walk up to anyone on the street and be like, oh, maybe I know them, maybe mm -hmm. I don't, but they'd be open to getting to know me. And, and even being in a space like this where if I'm going through a tough time, I know people have my back. I know people are here to support me. Yeah. And especially in the, the entire community of St. Stephen, um, I've seen in, in you know newspaper ads and in fundraisers and, and all sorts of things, everyone's just trying to help each other out. Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing. Talk to me about that sense of community and in the context of authentic 
real close community because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people long for that mm -hmm. um, you can find that in busy centers mm -hmm. but I think there might be a special uniqueness about a smaller town to really um, you know create authentic community talk to me about that mm. for me one of the things I've grown to really appreciate about a more close-knit community is this sense of we can do more together than we can do just on our own. So there's things I'd like my life to be about that I'd like to grow into, but on my own, I can't, I can't really do that. I definitely can't do that. So with friends that value similar things or want to do things together, it's like, okay, we can do this together. And um, yeah. And things don't rest so much on just your nuclear family or, you know, just your spouse or something. It's, it's like, you know, I don't have to have one great friend who answers all my needs or like my husband doesn't have to be everything to me or just, just my church family or something. There's like a, there's a big spread of, of people that, um, you know, I meet some of their needs, they meet some of my needs and we, yeah. Oh, such great thoughts. Okay, quickly, five seconds, some encouragement to our viewers. Yeah, there is something that God has told them to do, but they're afraid to do it. Take the first step today. That's great. I want to say that God is using you wherever you are. If you're a mom, if you're in the workplace, if you're uh, on a platform, uh, God is, he wants to use you where you are. If God's called you to it, then he's equipped you for it. Your voice matters, your dream matters, what you say matters, your actions matter. You matter. I love you women. Thank you so much for your thoughts. So thankful for you. And to our viewers, if you want more information about these amazing women, go to seeherlove.com for their vlogs and blogs. And always know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more Honest Conversations with Melinda and the See Here Love team.